With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is it with people from Chicago that they're so happy to have been born there? Chicago! When does it So many people can't wait to tell me they're from Chicago. You wouldn't understand. The Bears Nation Podcast is powered by ONTAP Sports Network. I've been here nine months. Things have gone very quickly. We've accomplished a lot, but I'm extremely impatient. It is a beautiful day in Chicago. I'm competitive. I want to win, but I also want to do it with integrity and style and grace and class and humility. We'll call Chicago and notify them of the situation. This is a destination. People want to come to Chicago. Hello, Chicago! As I sit here today, unequivocally, I believe that we have the right set of individuals, and my expectations going into this season are extremely high, that we need to win the NFC North. See you in the Super Bowl. It's the Bears Nation Podcast with Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. Both men of Chicago. It's Bears Nation, baby. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Let's go. All right, welcome in. It is Bears Nation Podcast. It is Monday, February 26th, and we are a couple days away from the Combine, and it's a day that ends in Y, so there's more discourse about Caleb Williams and Justin Fields. Stop me if you've heard that one before. But <laughs> myself, Jake on with Kevin Lapka, and uh, yeah, I mean, take a wild guess what we're going to talk about. Gee, re- really shouldn't take you that long to get there, but uh, I know Kevin's cooked up, was in the lab, cooked up some uh, hypotheticals that we're going to get to. So, hello. Hello. How are you? It's been a minute. <laughs> Are we it's feeling a, good? It's been, what, a month? Almost two? Yeah. Since we've been on the show together. Yes. We, we did an episode with Clay Harbor a couple days ago, but uh, there's nothing like being in here with Jake and getting <laughs> angry and debating. and. I'm not even angry anymore. It's just like, can we just... You're tired of it? You're like yes, Justin Fields. You I'm, want it to be I'm over. I'm apathetic at this Wait, point. Uh, I don't know if apathetic's the right word. Like, you're not I, apathetic I'm apathetic until it. something happens. Like, no, I, you're not. Yeah. Don't, you, you, you said that. Did, well, because that was you, very, you, you, said, you presented <laughs> that sentence very much like Shane Reardon and like gave me the. Anyway. You want something to happen. You, you know what you want to happen. That's not being apathetic. You want the Bears to, to trade the number one pick and, or sorry, to, to trade Justin Fields and get Caleb Williams. Like, yes. Uh, okay. Again, before everyone in the comments gets mad at me, <laughs> I, I want that to happen. I want something to happen. I'm not, I, I am not firmly in the camp of one of these things needs to happen. I'm fine with either. Just as long as you pick a lane, because if they do, if I swear to God, Kevin, if they draft Williams and keep Fields, yeah. I'm going to lose my mind. It's a disaster. I'm going to lose my mind. It's a disaster. I'm going to I'm going to have an aneurysm. Like I will I will lose a blood vessel because it will just <laughs> pop. Like this one in my temple will just pop and I'll die on camera. Like it's just just don't do that. Just pick. Just pick one and stick with that. Is all I'm asking for. Um, 
I'm fine either way, truly. If they keep Fields and they trade number one overall to the Falcons, or you know, which I'm sure you're going to bring up in a scenario, if they trade it twice, if they trade it two or three and then trade down again, fine. But or I'm fine if they take Williams and then they draft, let's say Roma Dunze with the ninth overall. That would be great. That would be a great scenario in my opinion. But it's just, can we do something? And I know like the combine's about to happen, and so it's probably in the next week or so. If it was going to happen, it's probably going to happen around now, if I had to guess. Because remember, Poles traded the number one overall pick last year, like what, three days after the combine ended, I think it was? It was three or four days, something March like that. Eighth or something, yeah. It was like right after. So I just want something to happen so that we don't have to play this game of you know, this hypotheticals and it's like, I would just rather have it in front of me, know what's already happened and then analyze from there. Here's the question I have for you though. Like the longer you prolong it, does that raise the value? I think in the sense of trading the first overall pick, because the value of Caleb Williams doesn't really change unless like he gets hurt in pro day, right? Like we kind of know what he's not throwing. He's not throwing the combine. Um, The only way value could change for them. And we talked about this a little bit in our last episode with Clay Harbor was like, if they meet with him and they don't really like what they've met with him at the combine, they didn't like his vibe, but that's value to them. That's not anyone else. So if they keep this going longer, does the value of the first overall pick, you know, increase or decrease? That's the question. Because if they're trying to drive up the price, because I think like the bears have done a great job of keeping everything under the rug, being right. very secretive about it, right? Yep. Shane Waldron goes up on the podium and tells you nothing. <laughs> doesn't right? even mention anybody doesn't by mention, name. It, unbelievable. Bears PR deserves a gold medal. But they are intentionally doing this. And they've always done this. They did this with Ryan Pace, right? Sure. They, 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 they do a good job of keeping things quiet. So are they doing that to drive up the price? Are they having internal conversations? What Do you, do you think that increases if they stretch it out to mid-March? I don't think you can go to April. I think you have to figure it out l- around the first week of free agency. But... Do you stretch, do you increase the value of that pick or decrease it the longer you hold on to it? I think it can only go up. I don't think it can decrease because the longer it goes, you're hoping for some team to get desperate Mm -hmm. or for teams to just think that you're just picking Caleb Williams. Right. So I don't think it decreases at all. I think it's either it stays where it is right now. Or it goes up because somebody gets desperate and overpays and gets and panics. So the only other situation where I think that wouldn't be true is if Washington came to you like a week ago and said, "Hey, we're going to give you, you know, we'll give you, or, or let's let let's say New England, right? We'll give you one this year, or, or number three overall this year. We'll give you a first rounder next year, a second rounder this year, and a second rounder next year." They throw that out there, mm-hmm. and they this was like a week ago, and they're just like, "Yeah, we'll sit and think about it." Then teams at that point, what will typically happen? Teams will be like, "All right, like you missed your opportunity at the best offer." Mm-hmm. So because you we we threw out our best offer, you missed your opportunity at the best offer. We might lower it now because we gave it to you. You didn't want to take it then, so we're gonna have to bring it down. Unless the Bears are like, "Hey." That's not enough. We need more. Right. And they pressure them in to spending more. I don't know. It's right, really... Because then you could say, all right, well, then I'll just wait for Atlanta to call. Right. Or I'll wait for X team And then to you're call. out of the running. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's a good point. Like that, the bear, That's why I don't think it can decrease, because the Bears have the leverage regardless. And do you think it matters that it gets done before free agency? Like, is that important? Because what they do with that pick... De- determines how they approach free agency. No, I don't think that matters because realistically you're probably like, because let's say like this way, like I I don't think it changed because if you're keeping the pick, you're taking a quarterback. 
So, like, if you were to, like, uh, free agency wouldn't affect that at all. Like, the Bears aren't going to sign Kirk Cousins. So, like, they're not going to sign Baker Mayfield. So, I think that if you're the Bears, the only way I would think that impacts that is, like, your timeline for addressing certain positions. But even then, like, it's better to have young, controllable players than not. So, I still don't think that would impact that that much. Yeah, I think I, it would change. Like, I think it would reframe how you're approaching certain positions, maybe. Wide receiver. But overall, like, yeah, I think you're relatively the same. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. So I don't think there's, and that's why it doesn't feel like there's a sense of urgency from the Bears. And again, I know they, like I just said, they've done a really good job of keeping this really quiet and not, you know, showing their hand to anybody. And of course, things are going to get out. Right, you're the second biggest market in the NFL. Uh, you know, because two LA teams are, you know, nothing out there. So things are going to get out. Right, that's why you see reporting for Albert Breer. That's why you see reporting for Peter King that we're going to, you know, talk about in just a little bit. Right, these things happen. But from the mouths of the Bears, the only thing we've really heard is Kevin Warren talking really highly about Justin Fields in a one-on-one interview with Jared Payton, who's going to be on the show in a couple weeks that'll be fun um but they they've and, and again you know Eberflus goes to the podium Waldron goes to the podium and they tell you nothing and that's intentional so you know they're 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 driving this up as much as they can and I don't feel like for them there's a sense of urgency they know Jake they know the gravity of this decision right sure. and they know that they have to be diligent and the thing I was talking about Clay with and we got a lot of backlash on it uh with the comments on you know Instagram and TikTok were shocker. Well, I know, right? What what a shocker! Backlash uh, about this particular topic. It's actually unbearable. Like I, I months ago, I said I can't tweet about Justin Fields anymore. Obviously, that was a lie. But like, I mean, anyone who's around Bears Twitter, like the civil war that is Justin Fields versus Caleb Williams is 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 out of hand. So yeah, that for that reason, is. I'm ready for this to be over. Um, but we were talking about how they're diligent. We believe Ryan Poles is diligent. We right. know Kevin Warren is diligent. We believe that the the people who are controlling the organization right now are extremely diligent. So why would – because I believe it was Albert Breer that said the decision we made around the combine or they had their plan ready. How could you have your plan ready if you haven't even spoken to him in person? Mm-hmm. And everyone in the comments is like, oh, they know everything they need to know about Caleb Williams. Sure, they know everything they need to know. They they know who his cousin's baby's name is, right? They, 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 they know what he eats for breakfast and, and you know, what video games he plays and what time he goes to sleep, right? They know all those things. But it's different when you're in a room with somebody, interacting with somebody one-on-one for the first time. F- to our knowledge, they've never had an hour-long meeting with Caleb Williams as a staff with Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and Kevin. And Warren and, and, and the whole Bears brass in a room with the one prospect. So how could you make a decision about this without even meeting with the guy? It's it, it seems negligent. Is that a? I mean, do, do you agree with that? Are you like the people with the backlash in the comments that they just know what they need to know, or do you think that? Well, no, because if that was true, they wouldn't be doing the meetings at the combine. Like this, this wouldn't even be happening. Yeah. So you believe that this shouldn't? It should, honestly, it sh- the trade shouldn't happen. For a couple more weeks, then until you at least meet with him at the combine, see what he's and and even sure. those meetings at the combine don't argument. tell you everything. Sure, but it's something. I would I would hear that argument. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I mean that's probably a good a good barometer. I would say unless. And I don't believe this is true, but unless the Bears have already decided like it's not going to be Fields, it's going to be a rookie no matter what. Right. In that case, then like you would probably do the trade but yes in reality they probably go through the combine do all the meetings sit down with all these guys go from there and then you know like and that's you know a couple days later that may, that's when you would probably see a trade yeah and I, and I think you make a good point like if they've settled on 
Fields versus any of the rookies, then they'll make the trade, right? Because that makes sense. Because then, okay, you you have a broader net open of you know Daniels and Penix and May and Caleb to choose from instead of just honing in on Caleb, you know, or Fields, right? If they if they have that broader net, then it makes more sense that hey, we're going to trade the pick, or we're, we're sorry, we're going to trade Fields, we're going to keep the pick, and we still may trade this pick, but we know we're going to go with a rookie. We know we're going to go that route for the team, which I still think would be. Um, would be an interesting approach for them if they were just like, hey, we're going to go by a rookie regardless before even, you know, uh, uh, before knowing which one they're going to take, sure. right? At, at, at which point, that, it just it just seems interesting. Um, so let's, I'm you know, uh, brought up Peter King. He's retiring from sports writing, whatever. Yeah, I guess. I'll believe like, it when I see it. Congrats. Yeah, I know. Uh, he, he's a good dude. He's, he's he'll be an, around. He, he'll be around. He's still, he, he just became like an Odyssey NFL insider. Yeah, like he'll be around. Three right. months ago. Um, but this art, so he does Football Morning in America, obviously, that, you know, he's famously yep. similar like Brad Bakes, 10 things that, you know, goes around the league, does his things. But this article was dominated by like his life story and his, yeah. how grateful he was. But at the bottom, he had a Bears, he had, he, he had Bears mm-hmm. nuggets. He's like, last things I think before I, you know, stop writing for a little bit or whatever. And what he said was, let me, I got to pull up the specific quote because I just had a, a drop. So here's what uh, was in the article. He says, I suppose the Bears are going to trade the top pick. And for prior reference for people who don't know, Peter King has been on the keep Justin Fields side for a long time. Like that's just his opinion on what he thinks the team should do. So he continues. He says, quote, I know nothing, but that seems to be the way the wind is blowing. What I say, Colin, the Bears could keep Justin Fields and should and trade the first pick down once or twice and build the kind of supporting cast the team needs to contend. Suppose GM Ryan Poles traded the top pick down one spot to Washington, parentheses, which would take Caleb Williams, and got the second pick, a second-round pick, and a 2025 first-round pick in return. Then suppose Poles traded the second pick to Atlanta at eight, and the Falcons picked one of the other quarterbacks. In return, Chicago gets the eighth pick for that, Atlanta's second-round pick, and first and second-round picks next year. If they moved from one to eight, by or one to two, and then two to eight, they would end up with nine first-round picks in the next, or nine top uh, two-round picks in the next two years. Um, but that's just you know his idea for what trade, but the right. most important thing here to me, Jake, is quote that seems to be where the the way the wind is blowing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if I'm reading too deep into the tea leaves on that, but this is a connected guy. That seems to be the way the wind is blowing. Yeah. Does that mean he's hearing that? the Bears are trending toward potentially trading the pick? I don't know. Like, it's weird, you know, diving into, like, you know, a specific writer's wordage of an article, but I I know he says I know nothing, too. Yeah, and I feel like at this point in time, like, where we are, I just get the feeling, like, and again, this is part of why I'm, like, so out on just, like, this whole discourse already, like, until something actually happens, because where is this coming from? This could it, it, It's just as likely that this came from another team mm-hmm. than it did come from the Bears. Sure. It's just as likely that this came from equipment manager X of the Patriots than it did from Kevin Warren or Ryan Poles. Right. So that's the whole, like, I think it could just be smoke to try and gain leverage from another team, or maybe it's the Bears trying to gain, le- like, it could be anything. So I... I Again, until I actually see something in front of me that says, like, hey, this is what's at. Like, until I see the tweet that the pick has been traded or field has been traded, I just I, I don't really lean either way because there's just too many outlets that it could be coming from right. for another team or the Bears themselves to be trying to gain leverage. I think the only reason, like, Peter King is reputable 
is because last year he like broke the news that they were going to trade the number one overall sure. pick because he had that interview. He had a, he had a one on one with Ryan Poles mm-hmm. and he said he walked away from that knowing that they were going to trade the pick and they eventually did like a week later after he wrote that article last year. But it was kind of consensus last year they were going to trade the pick. Right. Like it was more like an 80 20 90 10 percent chance that that was going to happen anyway. I'd it was even more lopsided than that to be the, honest. Last year, yeah, yeah, probably like you know 100 to, to nothing. So, um <laughs> You know, it's it's obviously not. It wasn't as fifty fifty uh, as this is. I mean, I, I again, like this won't be the last report that comes out, right? You know, there will be there will be something especially else, especially this week, especially this week, and, and things you learn from the combine. Um, but it's it's so weird. I got to be honest, and when you look at it personally, like I've been so back and forth on it, dude. Mm-hmm. Like seven days ago, I was like, they're taking Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just that's just where my mind was, and literally in the last seven days, as I've you know saw people put out you know potential trade packages for the first overall pick, and I've I've heard some other things, and I've seen things, and you know the way they've kept quiet, and it, it kind of forces you to look at all sides of this, mm-hmm. right, and, and make yourself believe one thing or the other. And here I am today, February twenty sixth. I think they're going to trade the pick. And I think they're going to, you know, accumulate all this draft capital. Whereas literally, you know, February 19th, I was like sure that they were going to take Caleb Williams. Like that's what I thought was going to happen. And then, you know, you see things and you read things and, 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 and this is just own personal opinion. Like this is just, you know, where my mind is because people ask me all the time, you know, they, they know mm-hmm. we're on Bears podcast. They know we work in sports media. Anytime I go out with my buddies, the first question they ask me is, what do you think the Bears are going to do with the first <laughs> overall pick? And I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't know. I could tell you what I want them to do, yeah. but I don't know what they're going to do. So at this moment, February 26th, that's where I am. Where are you? What do you think they're going to do? This might change in four days, but let's do a heat check here. Well, I famously, the last time we were on this podcast, I said that keeping Eberflus seemed to indicate to me that they were going to keep Fields. I kind of think they're going to take Caleb Williams now. Okay. I kind of think they're going to, like, I just think that if it was, like, the reason being because they've had every single opportunity to even talk about Justin Fields as a player, or as like, and it's just it's very bizarre, like all the silence. Kevin Warren, though, yeah. Does that mean anything to you? Not really. Um, he, I mean, he's a nice man, but I, like, whatever. Okay. I mean, his opinion holds weight, whether you deny it or it not. It holds weight, but it's not like Ted Phillips making the, you know, what I mean. Like he's not making the decisions. We don't know that. Probably, I hope. Anyway, not the point. We're getting off track, but like I. It's just based on what's happened, and I know, like, the Instagram thing doesn't matter, but it kind of, like, does. It's it's just weird. It's It matters in that it's just weird. So I just think there would have been more – it's the word I'm looking for. Like, how do I'm trying to say it. Like, there would have been more – something more ironclad, like, in support of Fields at this point. Or, like, him, even him, from him. Like, I know he keeps saying, I want to play in Chicago, I want to be here, but, like – it just feels so much more up in the air than it did last year. And for that reason, I feel like they're going to keep the number one overpick. I'm not super sold on that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like 60 40 on it. Okay. Like, like you said, I could, like, something could happen today that changed my mind completely. But as of right now, February 26th, it feels like they're going to trade Justin Fields and keep the pick. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an ever changing, thing and it's it's again that this is why it's so frustrating for bears fans and this is why you see the climate as it is is because 
We don't. We just don't know. You don't know. I, I don't know what Ryan Poles is doing. There's people in my mentions who are like, oh, shut the hell up. You don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Obviously, anytime I tweet, it's pure speculation, and I'm just trying to entertain all possible avenues. I don't know what he's going to do. Neither do you. So why are you coming at me for it? It's just ridiculous, uh, and it's kind of annoying. Um, but the I, I think as this evolves, the biggest key, if you're Ryan Poles, is gauging the offers. Right. And if you start, if like, if you get to a point where you get an offer you can't like turn down and that's in front of you, like, he might just like be on the phone there and pull the trigger. Like, if he gets this offer that he's wanted from a Patriots or a Commanders or maybe someone even further down, like in Atlanta, and they give up a little more, he uses leverage, they give up more than they ever wanted to because they're that desperate. And, you know, the Commanders have Cliff Kingsbury, and they obviously are going to make a serious push for Caleb Williams um, for a variety of reasons. But if they're on the phone and, you know, he's like, you know what, you really want to do this, New England? Like, you, you want Caleb Williams this bad? Will you give me another first in 2026? And they're like, all right, F it. He's going to take it. Like I I I I think yeah. He I mean, will. if you get something that blows you away, like right. right, and that's what I mean. Like it's all conjecture until something actually happens. Until we're we're just gonna keep doing I, well, this dance, but it's just like it's all conjecture until then. You know. So what I mean? let me. But let, okay. So I don't know who wrote this article, but this was an NFL.com article about the potential trade or around the NFL uh, about the potential trades um, and a potential haul that the Bears could receive in a first overall pick. Um, and these are hypotheticals, but, you know, same kind of deal uses historical precedents, uses, you know, what teams are likely to give up for a prospect of K. Williams caliber, all, all, all these different things, right? You know, we've seen trades like this in the first round a number of times in NFL history. So it's all based on what you could get. And these things, these aren't really outlandish at all, in my opinion. These are all pretty, um, you know, pretty reasonable. So let me read these to you. And as I go one by one, you're just going to tell me, you're, you're play Ryan Poles. You're going to tell me okay. if you accept or, or, or deny, all right? So this is uh, a trade with the Washington Commanders down to two. So the Bears would obviously give the first uh, overall pick and in return would receive the number two overall pick, a second-round pick this year, which is number 36 overall, which is almost pretty much a first-rounder, second-round pick this year as well, number 40, which is you know 36 and 40 in the second round. You're getting two really good players. And then a third-round pick this year, which is uh, the commander's compensatory. So you receive in total the first, uh, second overall pick, two second-round picks, number 36, number 40, and a third-round pick this year. Um, we don't know exactly where that pick is yet because it's compensatory. Yes or no? See, so I would love to just say yes or no, but like, <laughs> it, it, it's like... Not that easy. Right, because it's... And this is part of like what the meetings and everything is important this week because if the Bears walk away from this week and they have Drake May and Caleb Williams close to each other, then yeah, of course you're taking that because if you're walking away, like all right, fine, we're fine with either of these guys. Yeah, because now you're, I mean, whatever personal feelings about Drake May aside, like people are saying that he could be like Justin Herbert, like. And I know you don't feel that way about him. I am up in the air. I, I'm not going to. I haven't been locked in on North Carolina football for the last couple of years. And I know Bears fans would lose their minds because no you know UNC scars. But if the Bears have these guys closely rated, then yeah, sure you do that. But if it's Caleb Williams and then 50 feet of crap and then Drake May or Jaden Daniels or whoever, then probably no. It, it's just it's all so ambiguous. Likelihood. This ends in them taking a quarterback that's not named Caleb Williams in the first round. Because to me, that just seems like insanely unlikely. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think, I don't think it's zero. I think it's like one, <laughs> 10. I, I would say it's like 50 Caleb, 40 Justin, 10 anybody else. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I mean, it's, you have to walk away with this with either Caleb Williams or Justin Fields. Yeah, like, I mean, you don't have to. I, you don't have to, but I think you should. And, I, I, it's funny because I think Jaden Daniels and Michael Penix Jr. might be the two best quarterbacks that come out of this class, it, well, surprisingly enough. Unfortunately, but, Michael Penix Jr. is 73 years old. He, so. Relax. He's 25 years old, and he throws lefty, so everyone's like, he sucks. Or is, is he 24? Um, he's quarterbacks play till they're 38. He'll be 13 years in the NFL. Yeah, he's also had his knee explode twice That's already. True. <laughs> all right, you make a good point with that. Um, all right, so commanders, you never gave me an answer. Are you just – just give me an answer for the uh, sake of the bit, please. Sure, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, except? Sure. Okay, awesome. Uh, good, me too. Uh, this is a trade with the New England Pages down to the number three overall pick, which will likely get you the best wide receiver prospect we've seen in the last 20 years. Uh, you must give up, obviously, the first overall pick, and in return, you will get the number three overall pick, the Patriots' second-round pick, which is number 34 overall, so pretty much a first-rounder again. Your twenty, The Patriots' 2025 first-round pick, mortgage, you know, uh, that's a team that might have the first overall pick next year. Uh, even if they have Cable Williams. And then uh, 2026 third-round pick. So really far down the line with that. So you get a total of the third, number three overall pick, second-round pick, number 34 overall, 2025 first-round pick, and a 2026 third-rounder in exchange for number one overall, yes or no? No, you need way more than that. What do you need? I mean, you need... A 2026 third-rounder is outrageous. It that is has outrageous. to be a, a first or second-rounder. How about a 2025 second that's, that would be that would so be, that would be what number three number three number, number 34, 34 2025 first round or 2025 second I would still want like another mid rounder attached to that agree but yeah that's a no for me okay um yeah it's probably no for me too I think I need more I think I yeah. need more but like again you know you're getting all of that in return and you're getting the best wide receiver prospect we've seen in the last twenty years. I also I feel like you're like out on Marvin Harrison Jr. Or I feel like you like don't think he's going to be that good. Or or you just don't think he, I just uh, don't think he's going to be available. Okay. I just don't think you're going to have a chance to draft unless him. you go down to three. Then you have a chance sure, to draft him. Sure. Uh, I yeah. I mean, I still think you would be in play for a quarterback in that scenario. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think you'd be in play. Yeah, I mean, you'd be in play, but I just I I don't think he's going to be available. Like. I think the Bears either take Caleb Williams or they trade down into a position where he won't be available. Um, I could be wrong, obviously, but that's just how I feel about it. I just okay. that, that's why I haven't thought about him that much. It's just because yeah. I don't think it's gonna 
that seems like a very low probability sure. uh, scenario to me. Um, I forget what I was going to say. but right. Oh, I think we're like underrating how much teams might want Caleb Williams. Like they're like every, we've been talking about him for 2 years mm-hmm. that hasn't gone away. Okay, He's been the consensus number 1 overall. I feel like we're underrating how much teams are going to be willing to give up. Like I think you might get like a desperate team who's just ready to like who's like like you might get like the Broncos insane like they might be insanely desperate. Mm-hmm. Or you know or maybe it's the Falcons because they know they have the talent supporting otherwise to, to throw everything at you. I don't know. I mean I could be wrong, but just how we view or how the league views Caleb Williams, it feels like we're not expecting enough in return for in a potential trade. I, I, I agree. So so I don't know if other teams get desperate because other teams may think the gap between, again, May sure. and Williams and Williams and Daniels, like, like they might all have them around the same tier. But the one team that we have to focus on is the Washington Commanders. And he, and here's why, when you talk about desperation, here's why they fit the bill. Cliff Kingsbury, obviously, off in the corner. That, that, that's, like, number one. Mm-hmm. This is a new. This is a team with a brand-new owner that has struggled to make a splash in this league in a division that's among the most, probably the most popular division in the NFL because it's got you know, one of the most storied franchises and the Eagles and the Cowboys, who are mm-hmm. America's team, and, and, the de- and the New York Giants, and the depth of it has been the Commanders for the longest time, right? And they had one good year with RG3, and, you know, Dan Snyder's fucking everything up. So in comes the, the new owner, um, Adam Harris, is not Adam Harris, something, something Harris. In Josh. he comes, Josh Harris. In he comes... Needs to make a splash, right? Hires Dan Quinn, a reputable name in the NFL. Brings in Cliff Kingsbury. This is a team that can't put butts in the seats uh, of the stadium. Of right. a team that, 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 that's that got a pretty big fan base. Again, they've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. He might go... In this owner, it, it seems like Josh Harris is like involved. Like It yeah. seems like he's involved. He might walk and, and and take a lap right into that you know situation room, or whatever you want to call it, the, the draft room, and say, you know what? If if this is our offer, we got to throw another first rounder in. There. We we, we got to throw something else in there because we we need Caleb Williams to at least just get people. People will show up game one if Caleb Williams is there. We'll sell fucking tickets if he's on the team, sure. even if he struggles down the road. We're selling tickets for a year. Oh, we're selling jerseys of Caleb Williams number thirteen in the burgundy and gold. We know that for sure. So I think when you talk about teams that are going to be desperate, like it's Washington, and if you can get. Like the 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 trade proposal we read doesn't have a future first. If you get a future first from Commanders and go down one spot, yeah. that still gives you the ability to take Drake May or whoever it may be or Marvin Harrison Jr. You you have to say yes, and I think that is just the team that I, I we that's the most likely scenario. I don't know if they'll go to three. I don't think they'll go further. I don't think they'll yeah. do what they did last year and go to eight. So that's when when you talk about desperation, I think it's Washington that's going to do it. Yeah, I just I don't know if I feel like just because they were sellers at the deadline too. It just feels like they might be still. I, I don't think they view themselves as like a quarterback away. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that. But why does that matter though? But sure, yeah, they could just be like, all right, if we get this right within the next three, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I just I would be a little surprised. Okay, but that's I mean that's just my opinion on how I view Washington. Yeah, fair enough. They would be the type of team that would trade up and then take like Penix or something, or JJ McCarthy one, one overall. Be, <laughs> right. Be so well, yeah. Funny. That's. I mean, you might get a team that does something weird. I got a couple more trade offers for you. So you said no to the Patriots one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one has been coming around. I don't know who who released this, but there, there's been smoke about the Giants 
potentially being involved. Yep. Moving um, on from Daniel Jones. Moving on from Daniel Jones. It was like you have to. I, I don't know how you if eat you that can, contract yeah. from a salary standpoint. Uh, but this is uh, the projected or excuse me hypothetical trade on NFL.com for a Bears trade to the Giants who own number six overall. So obviously the Giants get the first overall pick, and in return, your Chicago Bears receive an absolute haul of the number six overall pick. The Giants' second-round pick, number 39 overall. The Giants' third-round pick in 2024, number 70 overall. A 2025 first-round pick and a 2026 first-round pick. Three first-rounders, a second-rounder this year, an early second-rounder this year, and a third-rounder this year. Yeah, it's a slam dunk. You it's a to, slam. You, you that's the best that. trade I've ever seen Yeah, on, on, on a hypothetical. You have to take that. Three first-rounders? Yeah. I mean, including extra picks in the top 70? 100%. Yeah, I, I, you you could be a top three team in the NFC next year. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, that that's yeah, a no, you do that. No, yeah, you no, don't even let them put the phone down. No brainer. Yeah, um, and that's a team. When you talk about desperation, like, are they a quarterback away? Maybe you know they they, they, they went they, to the playoffs they, a year ago, so I guess. Yeah, I guess Saquon Barkley's on his they, way out. They though, won games with Tommy DeVito, so they, they sure did. And I'm sure Brian Dable would love to have. Uh, Love to have Caleb, but they might be in a spot where they sure. can sit back and take Daniels at six. Yeah, Man, Daniels might be top five. Uh, last one here. This is just this is just outrage. Like this is never going to happen, but it's kind of fun to read. Uh, this is a trade with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so who have the eighth overall pick? So obviously Bears give up number one overall, and Khalil Herbert is also just <laughs> throwing sure. in. Sure. Uh, so the Bears received the first round pick from the Falcons, number eight overall. Received Bijan Robinson, uh, the third round pick in twenty twenty four, number seventy four overall, twenty twenty five first rounder, and a twenty twenty six second rounder. I got to be honest, Bijan Robinson could like have the potential to be a top five, like top ten running back in NFL history. Like he's that good, yeah. I think. I say no to that. I think I, need I more. do too. You need more draft capital. If you get three first rounders from New York at number six, and you don't get three right. from Atlanta, exactly. At eight, yeah, yeah, that's a no for me. That's. I mean, it would never happen. But because Khalil Herbert is too much. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. That. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um. Yeah. That's a no for me. You need more draft capital than that. Yeah. I agree. Um. Okay, those are the four hypotheticals. So, again, among the three, we kind of believe that that one with the, the Giants is the best if you're going yeah, that route of, of keeping... Because uh, you still get a Dunze there at six, probably. Yeah, I mean, our, our Malik neighbors or, yeah, I, or one of the edge rushers in Joe Alt. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's a slam dunk. I got, I got a couple more things to you before I head out. Um, I've seen this a lot, and this is just something that's crossed my mind. When we talk about, like... The, the the thing that frustrates me about the Fields and Williams and, and, and like the evaluation of Justin Fields is like you're settling for less with Justin Fields is, is the general consensus. Like if you're if you're not taking Caleb Williams or yeah if you're not taking Caleb Williams you're settling for less mm-hmm. because Justin we know we've we've seen it for three years we know what he can and can't do and people believe that his ceiling might be capped or whatever True. and we know what the greatest could be that he is. I don't I don't think that's true. Obviously, I think he could still be better than what he's shown because mm-hmm. he had a play caller who didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Literally watched the Packers game. Mm-hmm. Like, watched that last game of the season. We all know what Luke Getzey did to this offense. But I don't think people really understand. And I tweeted this at you. Look at Justin Fields' pass rating when throwing to DJ Moore. Yeah. It's, like, significantly better than his pass rating throwing to anyone else. I think it's around 110. And Cole Komet's around 105. Mm-hmm. His pass rating is better when he when he throws to good players. Do you understand? He would be a significantly better player if Marvin Harrison Jr. were on the team. 
Like his sure. ceiling immediately goes up the moment Marvin Harrison Jr. gets selected as a Chicago Bear. Sure. Like, do people? I, I think I just, I just don't think people understand that aspect of the argument. It's it feels why it would feel like a consolation prize is because it's like you said you have it already. Like it's already you already. It's like what? it's like you already have like him on the roster. No, oh, like, what do you mean? That's why I'm saying that's why like the stipulation of it feels like a consolation prize because Justin Fields is already here. He's already played in a Bears uniform. You already know you know what you get basically. Yes, he could be better. And that's obviously your opinion, your personal opinion of Justin Fields, you know, comes into account here if you're listening to this or whatever, watching this, and you're thinking about it. But I think that's why it would feel like, you know, missing out or whatever. Because then also, like, do I agree that Justin Fields can be better? Yes. His ceiling is probably, you know, maybe maybe an MVP level. But, and we've talked about this a bunch before yeah is it likely that Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes no it's not likely it's is, not is, it's zero is it within the range of outcomes yes no yes it is no it's not Jay you can't you can't say that without having watched him play a single NFL snap sure you just I can. can't but is anyone like Patrick Mahomes it's we don't know he's one of one <clears throat> we don't people said that about X okay. quarterback and the sure, past fine, fine. like that there's no way that that hasn't been said before about Brady, about Manning, about who pick whoever, okay. any of the greats from the, our lifetime, and even before then, it's been said before until until somebody comes along, who's the next one of one? That's what happens. That's human. That's sports. It's what happens. There's a, there's one of one until there isn't. Okay. Until until you know it's like the meme. Until somebody builds a bigger bomb, like until yeah. a, until a new quarterback comes along. Like that's just what it is. Like it's within his range of. I'm not saying it's going to happen before everyone gets sure, mad at sure. me in the chat because, <laughs> yeah. I, because I see I see the comments rolling in before everybody gets mad at me. I'm not saying that he's going to be Mahomes. And again, I started this by saying Justin Fields' range of outcomes is MVP. Caleb Williams might be in his range of outcomes. We don't know. We can't say no for sure. Might be Patrick Mahomes, and that's why people feel like Justin Fields is a consolation prize or like second place, or it's not as fun because he's already been on the roster. You've mm-hmm. seen him play in a Bears uniform, yeah. So it's part of the excitement of the unknown with Caleb Williams. That's, that's why people like it better. No, I agree with the excitement <laughs> of the unknown. That that that's going to be the thing that excites me if they take Caleb Williams is that excitement of the unknown. But at the same percentage chance of excitement is the same percent chance of fear and baked into that fear is just years and years of of, of trauma from being a Bears fan right I mean that, that's really what it is and the same cycle of okay you have a lame duck head coach with a rookie quarterback again we've mm-hmm. seemed to have forgotten that aspect of this whole thing that scared the hell out of us on January 10th when they decide to retain Matt Eberflus I mean that was the biggest fear was when, when, when they retained Matt Eberflus we came in here and said this means they're keeping fields yeah, because they can't do this again and we've completely forgotten that and we now just believe that Caleb Williams is transcendent of whatever happens at the coach situation. Like, that's the narrative, is that if he's good enough, he'll, like, they can fire whoever, and it doesn't matter who the coach is, and he'll be fine. Mm -hmm. That's not how the league works. That's not how sports work. And, like, maybe it works in the NBA because coaches don't really, like, LeBron James has been the head coach of the Lakers for the past five years. He was the head coach of the Cavaliers for six years, right? But in the NFL... And we've seen it time and time again. And you can, you know, maybe make the case that Brady made Belichick really good because right. Belichick struggled since Brady left. But in general, he lost his job. He lost his job, uh, and now doesn't have a job anywhere, um, whether by choice or not, we don't know. But 
again, you might want to make Patrick Mahomes argument, Hall of Fame head coach, right? You want right. you want to take you know uh, other guys, and it's 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 typically not <laughs> going to happen where a quarterback comes in with a lame duck head coach who gets fired after a year, and it's sure. just going to be as successful as those other guys who are already going to be in the Hall of Fame. So, again, that that these are just things to consider. With that being said, like let me make it clear that excitement is still 100% in me. Like you yeah. you watch Caleb Williams tape, you you look what he can do and there's undeniable excitement that he could be unbelievable when yeah. he's drafted. It's right. just you also have to take like the people who believe that seem to neglect the unknown aspect of it. They mm-hmm. seem to act like acquiring Caleb Williams immediately he's better. Immediately sure. he's this, immediately he's that. You can project that, but you don't know that. And we know how good situations have to be in the NFL. And you really have to ask yourself, is this a good situation Mm -hmm. for this quarterback? And I don't know if it is. We don't know enough about Shane Waldron. If I had to guess, it's it's really, it's, we know it's not the best it could be, but it could be good enough for him to be successful. So, um, again, we'll do this over and over and over. We will, uh, until it happens. Uh, the Bears have done a phenomenal job, uh, Honestly, for us, by keeping this thing going for content purposes, because whether yeah. you like it or not, this shit hits. All yeah, people I mean, want to hear about. That's why everybody's talking about every day on every show on every everything. Every network. Yeah. Like turn on get up in ten minutes. Yeah. What should the Bears do with the number one overall pick? It's uh it's hilarious. But we got the combine coming up, we got free agency mm-hmm. coming up. So it'll be an exciting time, Jake, and we'll, we'll I, see what I happens. do think that something happens within the next couple weeks. For the pick? Yeah. I think something happens. Whether it's fields getting traded or the pick. I think one of them happens soon. Okay, let me ask you this. He went on the podcast and said he wants this to be over. Mm -hmm. Would the Bears ever approach it like, for his sake, we're going to get this done quickly? Because people have said that, and I'm like, no. No, I think they do it for themselves. Yeah, like they don't care about doing it for him. They're going to do their due diligence. I'm sure they're not going to send him to the CFL, but like, you know, like I'm sure they'll try to do right by him. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's a business. Yeah. That field's all black Atlanta jersey, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. do they win the division next year if he's a Falcon? Yes, that's they might point. anyway. That division sucks. Yeah, yeah. The division is so bad. I guess the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. You, you think Bucks you're not, won a playoff game? Yeah, the Bucks don't have a quarterback right now either. Did they win a playoff game? No. Yes. 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 Who did they beat? No, they lost the Lions. First round. Yeah. No, they beat Philly. Philly. Yeah. Okay, we got there. Um, yeah, I mean that division stinks. So it's yeah. you're afraid okay. of Derek, Dennis Allen, and Derek Carr. Pfft. Anyway, Bryce Young. Um, yeah, okay, <clears throat> yeah, Bryce Young with a new with a first Still would year hurt. coach for sure. Still would hurt. Um, but all right, this has been Bears Nation Pod. Um, we'll talk about it again. I think something's going to happen soon. So when it does, we'll be here and we'll uh, we'll break it down and we'll talk about it. Whatever the uh, compensation ends up being, March seventh, they trade the pick. March seventh. So you're saying the next. Remember, I 10 caught days? it last year. You did. I so called you're it saying Carolina. the next ten days. Right? The next ten days, they trade the pick to to Washington. March seventh would be exactly. Yeah, ten days from now. All right. Well, we'll see you in ten days. I guess. I'm definitely so wrong, but. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, but until then, this has been Bears Nation Podcast. Appreciate all the listeners and the viewers. You guys are the best. Um, we'll see you whenever something happens. Until then, bear down. <laughs>